Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. I have a very clear word from the Lord for you. And I'm going to layer it as he gave it to me. So do you, uh, I'm just simply going to dish it up. Pastor Donna, as he gave it, is that okay? I'm going to dish it up as the Father gave it to me. And I pray that you'll receive it into your spirit because your future depends on a few things. And God is in your future now. And he showed me glimpses of it. He showed me glimpses of five years time for this church. And I'll say that later on. But I want to tell you from Father's present future, present perspective, it looks pretty bright. It looks pretty bright. Come on, church. Don't you go quiet. Don't, don't you get shy on me. The word of the Lord is push your limits further. Push your limits further. Say it with me. Push your limits further. I just pray that the Spirit will help me download something into your spirit here tonight. My question as I start is, what is possible? Come on, what is possible? What is possible? We have got to stop allowing the world system to declare what is possible for the church. The church is not a natural organization to be led. It is a bride to be prepared. It is a spiritual reality birthed in the mind of Christ. It's His church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The church is alive and well and thriving. And as I've declared before, I want to declare in 2022 that God is doing more good around this world than the enemy is doing evil. God and the devil are not equal opposites. God does not have an equal opposite. There is no one or nothing that compares to the greatness of your God. The devil is a created being and a defeated being. And he's right there. Come on, church, where is he? So what is possible? Do not let the devil dictate to you what is possible. Do not let disappointment dictate to you what is possible. Do not let your past experiences dictate to you what is possible. Here's one for you. We would say, do not let your unanswered prayers dictate what is possible. But the Lord says to me right now, tell them, do not let your answered prayers dictate what is possible. Do not let your success dictate what is possible. Do not let your thriving dictate what is possible. What is possible? Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, shouted out, church. Oh, that is the weakest shout of a group this size I have ever heard. Can, can, can we try that one more time? If I say shout it out, guess what I mean? I mean shout it out. Come on. With man, this is impossible, but with God, sometimes we need to get the shout in our spirit and out of our mouth so we interrupt the chaos in our own minds so the devil hears us, so that we hear ourselves. 
come on, it's time to speak to ourselves. With God, all things are possible. Do you believe it? Do you believe it as a scripture or as a living reality? Push your limits further. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9, just the first part. There in the New King James, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. I have a stirring in my heart that God's eyes are roaming in 2022. He going, I want myself to be revealed on this earth, but not as passive and meek and just um, under, but there is a rule and reign. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. The church, the world needs to see a triumphant, victorious church now. Not just when Jesus comes back. Come on. He's preparing. He's preparing. I pray that the church is not just a loving family, but they're a victorious army. We need both. But I want to be fighting next to my brothers and my sisters. Come on. But we're fighting the same battle. And we do not fight flesh and blood, but we do fight principalities and powers. we got to not fight each other, but fight with each other against the common enemy. And it ain't the government. It ain't the virus. It's the stinking devil. He's defeated. But we got to come against him. The problem with the person you work with, the problem with the person in your family is not the problem you see, it's the enemy behind it. But where are the ones? God's looking throughout the earth. I want to show myself strong. Notice it, show himself strong. God, God has to be seen in all of this. Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth will be filled for the earth will be filled, where the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Even as the waters covered the sea once before and destroyed, now these waters are going to cover the earth and bring salvation and healing and transformation. They are going to sweep the earth. And I prophesy, let it come from a letter flow, let it flow, let it flow. In 2022, I cry out for the greatest harvest of souls and Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The Lord says, this is all about the glory of God on earth as in heaven. Amen. But the word of the Lord, it's a life point church. And here's the beauty of God. He can speak in a corporate to every individual differently. So even as I'm speaking, listen to the words, receive the word. But if the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you about something, just go with the Holy Spirit. Is that all right? Because uh, part of the, the grace on my life is not just to prophesy, but to release, to equip you to hear from God yourself. And I believe in the corporate next little while that God's going to start to speak to some of you. Visions and dreams are about to start to come in this meeting. If that happens, go with them, 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 go with them. Are you with me, church? But I need you to hear this. I am predominantly right now in the next, uh, the rest of this meeting, I'm speaking to the church corporate. Okay, you with me, church? I'm speaking to life, point, church, push your limits further. Now let me unpack what God is actually talking about. Push means to exert force. 
on something in order to move it away from oneself. Can I read it again? It's to exert force. It's going to take effort. Are you with me, church? Exert force on something in order to what? Move it away from oneself. God's language to me is very specific. I don't change it. He knows what he's talking about. He said, push what? Your limits further. A limit is a restriction. A restriction. Come on, don't let the natural restrictions on this earth be the thing that actually gets your attention. Come on, a mask is not a restriction. There are restrictions in the life of the believers that we need to exert some force to remove it from ourselves. A restriction on the size or the amounts of something permissible or possible. I'm not talking about permissible in the wrong sense, but the world and your feelings and your, your mind and your situation, your past is dictating to too many in the body of Christ. It ain't permissible. It ain't possible. And God says, I want you to exert some force to push the restriction of size or amounts of what is possible. Push it away from yourself. You might say, we've already been doing that, but the Lord said, push your limits further. Further means beyond the point already reached or the distance already covered. The word of the Lord to you today, let me give you an, one other illustration and then I'll, I'll crack this open. The Lord took me to a credit limit. What is the credit limit with a bank? It is the maximum amount that you can have. Come on, church, I need you listening with your spirit. A credit limit means you can have up to this. You can't have any more. It's the maximum you can have. And God says, I want to increase the maximum amount that you as a church can have. I am prophetically declaring here tonight. I'm not preaching a nice message. I am praying and declaring in the Spirit, the Lord God Almighty says, Life Point Church, I am looking for people through whom I can show himself strong and I can see a couple, I can see a church that I can trust because you will not settle in a land that you're meant to pass through. You will not allow the restrictions and the intimidation of the enemy to come upon you. We're going to exert some force and push away from ourselves any restriction that anyone or anything spiritual or natural would try to come upon us. The Lord says your spiritual enlargement is going to supersede your natural capacity. I'll say it again. Are you doing okay, church? Your spiritual enlargement. Come on. Your spiritual enlargement. Your spiritual enlargement is going to supersede Whew. your natural capacity. Come on. What is capacity? Limit. Come on. Come on. Your limit. Push your limits. The amount you can have. No, the Lord says your spiritual enlargement. God's equations don't add up. 
Thus, the disciples and Jesus, the five loaves and the two fish. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, we've got a, we've got a capacity. We've got a limit. We've got a maximum amount that we can feed. Oh, but the spiritual enlargement from Almighty God will exceed your natural capacity. And I declare it in the area of buildings and locations and people, says the Lord your God. The spiritual enlargement will supersede your natural capacity. The word supersede means to take the place of a person or thing previously in authority. Or use. The spiritual enlargement that God wants to do in and through you. Oh, let me read this. Getting larger in the spirit is going to take the place of authority over this is what we can do. Getting larger in the spirit. I'm talking to a couple who, from a natural perspective, if they get any larger in the spirit, you're going to have a bit of David and Donna goo all over the place. They're going to explode. But we need to understand that God is saying that's your starting point. It's not the finishing point. Push your limits further. And God says, getting larger in the spirit is going to take the place of authority. I don't want you to miss that statement. It's going to take the place of authority. You get in there, Pastor David, to Pastor John. It's going to take the place of authority over this is what we can do. My question is, who's the author of those words? We can't. When God whispers, come on, this is a moment of personal for some of you, as well as the corporate. When you know the Spirit of God has breathed something into your spirit by way of calling, vision, come on church, and the words come, we can't. I ask you the question, who is the author of those words? The greatest sin is not the sin of lying, stealing, committing adultery, killing, go with me here, or eating a fruit from a forbidden tree. The greater sin and the greater problem, if you will, is listening to and obeying a different voice than God's. The issue is the fruit of the problem. Sin is not the problem. The sin is the fruit of listening to and obeying and coming under the authority of a different voice. God said, don't eat the fruit. The devil said, did God really mean that? They listened to that different voice. They ate the fruit. They, they, their eyes were open. They realized they were naked. They went and sowed fig leaves. They tried to hide. And when the Lord God came and said, where are you? They said, we hid because we were naked. And listened to the word of the Lord. God said to them, and he says it to us today, who told you? You, you were naked. 
Did you eat from the fruit? We go straight to the, did you eat from the fruit? Why did you eat the fruit? Why did you lie? Why did you steal? Why did you commit adultery? Why did you not fulfill your call? Why did you not fulfill your vision? Why did you not step out in faith? That is not the issue. The issue is God's first question. Not why did you eat the fruit, but who told you something different than what I said? It's time to get back to hearing the voice of the Lord and taking steps of faith that terrify the devil and extend the kingdom of God. Push your limits further. Some of you, my question is, every day you get up, you hear those voices, ask yourself, who told me that? That will change your life. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're not good enough. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? Come on, we can't plan another campus now because we can't extend a building now. We can't do this now. We can't do that. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? As my dad has always said, everyone wants the testimony of walking on water, but not many people want to get out of the boat. God wants to sow himself strong. That only happens in the realm of the supernatural, the impossibility to us. God says, I'm pleased. It's time to push your limits further. Praise God. Prophetic word for you that God gave me before I came was this, from this house. God is raising up dreamers and visionaries, those with a Caleb spirit. Some of you need to receive this. Even Some of you just need to open up your hands and just receive this. If this, there's something stirring on the inside of you right now, as I say this, from this house, God is raising up dreamers and visionaries, those with a Caleb spirit. A dreamer is a person who dreams. That, that's, that's deep, isn't it? Dave, that's, that's, that's too, well. But it also goes on and says, a person who is unpractical or idealistic. We need some dreamers. Being practical sometimes is the enemy of being spiritual. With man, this is impossible. It's not practical. We can't. Natural capacity. God says, I want your spiritual enlargement to supersede your natural capacity. Are you hearing the word of the Lord? A dreamer is one who dreams. A person who is unpractical or idealistic. I need to say something boldly. God is, from this house, raising up dreamers. And let me tell you visionaries for a moment, and then I'm going to see what God wants to say. Visionary is thinking about or planning the future with imagination or wisdom. Thinking about planning the future with imagination or wisdom. The problem is that dreamers and visionaries in the spirit, for too many, the first response from other brothers and sisters is a toned down, that's not really practical, you need to be a bit more practical about this. Can I come by the Spirit of God? And I break that off. I break that off. I break that off. 
God's just taking me now back to the story that I mentioned before about the five loaves and two fish. Come on. Jesus said, you feed them, 5,000 men plus women and children. Many times this size. I can tell you right now, that was unpractical and idealistic. I just need you to get this. We can't. Who told you that? I just told you to feed them. We celebrate the miracle that Jesus fed the 5,000, but Jesus never intended to feed the 5,000. He told them, his disciples, to feed them. But they said, we can't. And he said, bring them to me. I'll do it then. Okay, this is what the Lord's saying right now. There will be some things that you celebrate God doing, and that's awesome. But there will be other things that you celebrate God doing, and God goes, well, I'm not celebrating as much as you because I wanted you to do it. Church, it's time to push your limits. It's time to push your limits. We talk about Jesus healing the sick. He, he sent them out and said, you heal the sick. Is that what your Bible says or is, it, is that in my heresy? And because even now, if we say, you know, I pray for someone and, 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 and I, I heal the sick. The language, we get caught on language. But I wonder if God is looking for some people that actually do what he said. And that is you are now my representatives in this earth. In this world, we are like Jesus. 1 John 4, 17, that's what it says. So I want to tell you that God is from this house raising up dreamers and visionaries, those with a Caleb spirit. It's time to allow God to show you what is possible. It's time for God to dictate what is possible. I pray that I'm implanting this okay into your spirits. Mate, we already believe. Praise God. Push your limits further. Push your limits further. A Caleb spirit, Numbers chapter 14, verse 24. Says, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit. Amen. Don't we need that? Don't we need that? A different spirit than the world's spirit. He had a different spirit and he follows me wholeheartedly. That's a bit great. That's just a great prayer. God, give me a different spirit. Lord, I want to follow you wholeheartedly. Do you reckon that could have a big impact where you work in your family? This is a Caleb spirit. I will bring him because he had a different spirit and he follows me wholeheartedly. I will bring this man Caleb into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. I want to go now to Numbers 13 and verse 30. And I want to give you the statement of Caleb at the age of 40. This is before the wilderness journey. Are you with me, church? He said, then Caleb silenced the people. This is when the 12 spies went in and they scouted out. And here's the deal. They saw the same thing. Hmm. Hmm. What you see is not the make or break issue. It's what 
you come into agreement with. They saw the same thing. They described the same thing. The conclusion of 10 was we can't, they're too big. The other two was we can, they're too big to miss. We saw the same thing. A Caleb's spirit comes along. And then Caleb signs the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of this land, for we can certainly do it. A Caleb's spirit says we should because we can. We should because we can. The 10 said we shouldn't because we can't. Let me ask you a question in your own life. Are you a, I shouldn't because I can't, or I should because I can? When you wake up in the morning with the Holy Ghost, are you a, I shouldn't because I can't, or I should because I can? A Caleb's spirit, I should because I can. I should, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. 40 years of age. And then goes to 40 years plus in the wilderness. So let's look at the statements of a Caleb at 85 years of age. In Joshua chapter 14, verse 6 to verse 14, it says, Now the people of Judah, this is afterwards, now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgar, and Caleb, son of Jepunah, the Kenizzite said to him, you know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea about you and me. I want to draw your attention to Caleb's words. You know what the Lord said. A Caleb spirit 45 years on says, I know what the Lord said. There's no expiry dates on what the Lord has said. Ask. Ask Jesus who is raised from the dead. Ask Lazarus who is raised from the dead. You know what the Lord said. Verse 7, I was 40 years old when Moses, a servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. Come on, church. According to my convictions, not according to the opinions and the suggestions and the natural understanding. But I have a conviction. The steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord and we can do all that God has called us to do. Life Point Church, you can do what God offers and you don't even have to ask Him to bless it because if He's authored it, it is blessed. Verse 8, but my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of the people mount with fear. Can we not be those people? Come on. You need to hear the word of the Lord. Your pastors and leaders in coming months and years are going to come out some things that right in the natural you can't do. Will you be one of the ten or will you be one of the two? Because it's time to push your limits further. I, however... I followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day, when? When he was 40 years of age, Moses swore to me 
The land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Verse 10, now then, now then, just as the Lord promised, He has kept me alive for 45 years since the time He said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day that Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was 45 years ago. Now give me this hill country. Come on, give me this mountain. Give me this country. Give me this city. Give me this building. Give me this wall, whatever is needed to extend your kingdom. That the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then. You yourselves heard back then that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jew, Shupanah, whatever his name is, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, that fella, ever since, because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. 85-year-old Caleb, because God is raising up Caleb's. Come on, church. We're about to pray in a few minutes, just so you know, Pastor David and Donna. Um, but I want to declare this 85-year-old Caleb and push your limits further. Exert force to push away from yourself any restriction that says you cannot do this. Whatever you've gone, it's time to push it further, says the Lord your God. And I'm raising up dreamers, visionaries with a Caleb spirit. The Caleb spirit says, I know what God has said. 45 years later, I still remember what God has said. Some of you need to dust off the shelf and bring back to your mind some things that God has prophesied over your church, over your family, over your life. You need to pick it up and fight the warfare with the prophecies that you received when you were younger. Can we be careful that we do not remember Offenses from 40 years ago, but not the promises of God. Sometimes we remember the offenses of 40 years ago and forget the promises five minutes ago. Who told you that? Which voice are you listening to? I know I'm a bit passionate. Number one, that's just what you get if you get me, okay? But I, I feel that I'm representing the, the tone, the heart, the desire of your Father in heaven. Saying I, I, I need some people that will in faith push your limits further. And it starts by, I remember what God has said. What was this church founded on? Go back. Remember what God has said. 
What did he say 80 years ago and 60 years ago and 40 years ago? What did he say last year? What did he declare during a pandemic? Looking ahead, this is where I'm taking you. Come on, what has God said? Write down the vision, write down the revelation, make it plain, get ready to run with it. But it hasn't happened, it hasn't happened. In Habakkuk 2, come on, verse 3, it says, Though it delay, it will not linger. Though it delay, it will not linger. The delay is the natural. I thought it would be done by now, but it's not lingering. It's right on time. I know what God has said. Can I have the keyboard player? Can I have some anointing, please? I know what God has said. Caleb's Spirit 85, I did not grow weary while I was waiting. Church, listen. I'm just as strong today. This is what Caleb said, as I was when God spoke it. When I was 40, I'm 85 now, I'm just as strong. Come on, do not grow weary in doing good. Sometimes the doing good that God is speaking about in this context is holding on to what He has said. I tell you right now, that's good. That's a good report right there. The next thing he says is this, I will not let my age be an issue. I will not let my age. This is for more people in this room than you think. Some of you know I'm speaking to you right now. God's been speaking to some of you. Some of you in your 60s and 70s, there's been some things stirring. And you've already started the conversation. I wish that was 20 years ago. God says, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to get the glory. Probably the most common excuse in the Bible is I'm too young. I'm too old. You know, when Jeremiah was appointed by God and he's straight out of his mouth, I'm too young. Do you know what God said? He didn't say, it's okay, I'll, I'll help you and come on, we can do this. He didn't say, that. he goes, do not say you're too young. Look at me, church. Do not say you're too old. Do not say you're too young. Do not say you're too young. If I'm putting a grace upon your life, hmm, not stepping into the fullness of God's plan for your life because you're too young, too old is not the right time is not humility is disobedience God is saying would you even Paul to Timothy don't let anyone look down on you because you're young Jeremiah don't say you're too young come on come on maybe it's not too young too old maybe it's but I stutter come on I'll put my words in your mouth but I'm the least of the least of the least. Yeah, I'll get the glory. Don't you worry about it, Gideon. Stop disqualifying what God has qualified. I know what God has said. I did not grow weary while I was waiting. I will not let my age be an issue. And the last thing is, I will take the ground that God has promised me. Anyone with the Caleb spirit in this house? Praise God. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.